drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown to Trevor Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown to Troy Lyons! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid. What is going on, everybody? We are back right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. This is your boy, Okri, at Derek Okri on Twitter. And you know who I got with me right here on the Kool-Aid cast? Uh, you you know what we do every week, and that's simply uh, drink it in, man. Something like this. Drink it in, man. <laughs> Grifka, what's going on, buddy? Man, same old, same old. Just- just a uh, another week closer to spring means another week closer to the draft. Another week closer to uh, you know free agency. Another week closer to you know everything leading to football. Yeah, man, it, it seems really far away, but I mean, as, as the combine is creeping up on us, before you know it, uh, the draft is literally. I think a couple of days ago it was just two months away, which is awesome. As you know, I, I as I do, Grifka, I put in some hard work and, and got the draft boards finely tuned here for the combine, and I'm um, gonna start really diving into all that. But we got tons to talk about here on this episode. We're gonna um, talk about some quick uh, items, some some rumor and innuendo, some things off the top and then uh, we've been doing just breezing through last season we want to get our eyes back on it we want to kind of see you know again refresh what happened with our football team the Detroit Lions so we're basically running through four games a week uh, two on Wednesday two on Friday Uh, today we'll be talking about Green Bay uh, that wonderful game that me and Grifka went to where Grifka just thought he met his best friends ever over there in Mozzarellaville and I was so Pissed. You couldn't believe it after that football game. And then uh, the Lions coming home to uh, to play the Vikings. And I got some interesting things. I really saw a lot uh, as, as we came back from where I got to watch the condensed version of these two games. So we'll hit on some of the high points, talk about it, and uh, remind you guys sort of what happened as we kind of continue to turn the page to 2020. So Grifka, I, I want to throw this off uh, to you right off the top. I, I sent you a link, you know, be honest with the people if you if you blew it off like you've been known to do on some of my stuff. But there was a video that came out by the Detroit Lions Media Group, and, and this was the greatest access I've ever seen. You, you've, you've badgered me a few times about the Lions going on hard knocks and this, that, and the other, and I like say, well, I don't like it as a team, but I love it as a fan. This was tremendous access at the Senior Bowl. It was NFL Films quality, behind the scenes. Matt, Patricia, all the coaches sitting around watching film. Got to see what that process was like. Got to hear all of our new coaches kind of mic'd up, talking to these players. Really incredible access, I thought, that they gave us. Did you watch this video? Do you have any thoughts on the Lions doing some of this more proactive stuff? It's probably thanks to Tori Petri and company, um, but I thought it was tremendous. I tweeted it out. Lots of people loved it. Yeah, I didn't watch it. <laughs> and that surprises nobody here on the show. Grifka, like... You- no wonder you're so negative on this team. I send you like a couple texts every blue moon when I think something's awesome and you can't be bothered. It's Do you love this team or not? Well, it's all like behind the scenes coach speak stuff. I mean, right now with this team, I'm to the point where it's just like, you know, don't tell me about the labor. Just show me the baby. This isn't behind this coach speak. This is unfiltered looks at how NFL stuff really happens, man. This isn't Matt. I'm not sending you Matt Pat at a podium saying, hey, listen to him here. Say standpoints and, you know, bloviate on about nothing. This is this is him sitting in a room with all of his coaches saying, hey, hey, uh, Ron Prince, like, what do you think about this wide receiver and him going? I like him, but. You know, I, I don't know if he can win all by himself. You know, it's a guy we want to keep our eye on in the draft process. Matt Patricia looking over at Bob Quinn and saying, this guy, we don't see anything like we saw on tape with this guy. I don't get it. And Bob Quinn just shaking his head, like frustrated and annoyed that this guy's not showing up at the senior bowl the way they hoped. 
and stuff like that. It's Matt Pat dropping f bombs, and he got this offensive lineman, gave him a jack to the chest, and then showed him how to actually get people off him and blocking as a as a defensive lineman. Oh my gosh, I loved it. I'm like, you know, the Reverend Jim Caldwell ain't doing any of this BS. Oh man. Anyway, I guess the next. You don't topic, think Jim? What you don't think Jim Caldwell watched tape? Grifka, I said Matt Pat put his hands on a defensive lineman, popped him in the chest, put two hands on him, pushed him back 10 yards, and said, that's how you play physical down in the trenches. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the reverend didn't do that, yes. Well, I'd have to say a lot of coaches don't do that either, so, okay. Yeah, they stand there with their arms crossed because they don't know what they're talking about, and they, they don't have passion like yeah. this guy. I don't know. I got. Yeah, I don't think Bruce Arians is down there like beating the crap out of offensive linemen trying to show him either. But I think Bruce Arians is a hell of a coach. So you may feel different, but okay. Yeah, I, I definitely feel different about that. But uh, like I said, you, but you con- don't think Bruce Arians is a good coach? Context: Bruce Arians is a he's a loud mouth. Like, uh, hey, we'll just t- toss the biscuit around. And like, what's he ever won since he left Pittsburgh? A whole bunch of nothing. Just a bunch of meaningless stats. He'd probably be good with some of the people we've had in Detroit, just a bunch of meaningless numbers, no W's. That's what I think about that. Um, yeah, re- re- real good coach that we got over there. I mean, he, good Kangles and, and his sunglasses. That's about it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about him. And you didn't watch this, so you have no context. Grifka, TJ Lang came out and said his two free agent targets for the Lions are Chris Jones, who you went on and on about about a podcast. I mean, I, I don't know if you think we have limitless funds, but he brought up Chris Jones, as you did. And then Thune, the offensive guard from the New England Patriots, who's about 26. He does play the left guard, which I'd much rather get a plug-and-play right guard and leave uh, Joe Dahl over there on the left side if I had my choice. But uh, any any thoughts on those two guys from uh, your boy, TJ Lang? Um, I like the uh, Chris Jones signing a little more simply because our depth at defensive tackle right now is pretty much non-existent. Yeah, of course you do, but he's going to cost you like two arms and two legs. I mean, uh, do you, do you have the ability to pay him and reconstruct the rest of the team, or you just get him because he's a good player? Well, I don't know. We just keep cutting guys. I mean, I guess you know you have all this money. You keep droning about how we're so we're so great with the salary cap right now, but okay. So I guess we don't have the money in the Derek Oakry world because everybody every dollar needs to be you know spent wisely. So we have enough money for our eighth defensive tackle, you know, so, okay. Hey, no problem. But yeah, you want, you want studs, you got to pay the guys. So, okay. Griffco, first of all, that's, that's two bells for the double okays. Secondly, like, yes, we are in great cap situation. Uh, You just said we don't have defensive tackles. Then you said to add our eighth defensive tackle. I'm not trying to add or take away any defensive tackles. I'm just not thinking that we can go get the best defensive tackle for just, oh, by the way, like you can go get him. Settle for mediocrity. That's what Derek Oakry does because the price is right. Okay. I mean, fine. If you want a Lamborghini, don't get a Lamborghini, you know, you know, fine. Go get like a a Malibu or something, you know, because, Hey man, we got money to go get a Lamborghini, but you know, I want to be wise. Let's go get a Malibu. Fine. Go do it. I mean, you like mediocrity, go get a bunch of mediocre guys or you can have a stud. Okay. Whichever way you want. That's fine. Griffka, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) Are you sure? Because you're, you're coming in salty for no reason. Second of all, like, I'm all I'm saying is that you and TJ Lang think you can just sign up Chris Jones, who's the best defensive tackle in football and, and still get all the other stuff we need done and not realizing that there's a price to be paid. I mean, the reason we got rid of snacks is because they wanted to say, I just don't think we're, I just don't think we're as unhealthy in the salary cap as you think we are. I didn't say we're unhealthy. I'm the one that says we're healthy. Thanks to Bob Quinn. I'm just saying that. So you don't want to go out and try to get the best defensive tackle on the market when you know, we were really, really poor in defensive tackle right now. Not you're really, just, because just... I know the price. We can go get a middle guy and go get a better corner. Go get positions that matter more than a disruptive defensive tackle. Plus, we could draft one if we want at, with a trade down. So it's like I'm trying to spread the money out and make it make so sense. Not to say, once... hey, you're good. So and you, you, you don't want to spend, need, that, you don't do you spend on a proven commodity. You'd oh, rather God. once ago draft one, hoping they turn out to be something. I guess that's maybe where we differ sometimes. I mean, that's that's why teams like, you know, like we've talked about this. We complain about how the Lions oh, never yeah, go yeah, make yeah. a move for anybody big. And then when they do, you know, you get all you get mad because we don't have the money. All right, Grifko. Well, we've gotten enough arguments off the top. I mean, uh, some of your, your takes here early have been simply this. 
So Griff, I got I got to lighten up the mood here. I got to try a little something different. This was something I had tucked away. I mean, I've been known to spring something on you here or there. You've you've got mad at me multiple times. I mean, let's not remember the the spell school or spot uh, segment that I had to undo. But Grifka, we are on the midst of the combine. So no, I'm not going to school you about players. I'm not going to dive into my deep draft book that I've been working on for months since I know you don't pick one up until the day before the draft if you don't have a function. But Grifka, there's something called the Wonderlick test. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I know you're the you're the scholar. You're just the genius of the show. You always talk about all these random books you read or you tell me to read all the time or you tell me that you're just this, uh, you know, delicate genius of the show where you're educating the people. So Grifka, I pulled a couple Wonderlick questions. I thought maybe uh, we'd throw a few at you, see if you've got any uh, actual skills here or not. This is pretty interesting because you often hear about this, but you're right. They never, you never hear like what the questions are and stuff like that. And was, I think if I remember correctly, like Vince Young, you know, uh, Mr. Stud quarterback out of Texas, I think scored like a seven on it. And that's not high for anybody that knows. <laughs> that's not a good score. So, uh, okay. And I think what was a member was it, what was his name? Carl Pickens. He was like taking the test and, you know, or something like that. And I, I, maybe I'm wrong. I thought maybe he walked out on it or something like that. He just didn't want to do it anymore. And he left or something. I could be wrong on that. But <laughs> yeah, I, I have no okay. idea what, what you're talking about, Griffco. But these are these are not easy. So what I had to do is actually skim through the Wonderlick and try to find one that you can either do on the show or maybe do on the show or uh, show off your brilliance. So I just have a hodgepodge here of questions. We'll do a couple of them and and see see if you see if you can knock any of these out of the park or. Or if it's just, uh, you know, if I got to get the old uh, Joe Namath bit out with the struggling, <laughs> like okay. we, we might have to use it, but we'll see how we'll see uh, where you're at with these. Hopefully, you're not the struggling. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, this, this is going to be pretty interesting. So, uh, okay, yeah. I I don't I'm know that it's going to go that well for you, but we'll we'll see here. So let me try to find we'll a see. somewhat easy one that you could uh, have a chance at here off the top. So you ready for this? Yeah. This is the Grifka Wonderlick, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. This should be just absolute gold. Grifka, chain sells for $1.50 per foot. How many feet of chain can you buy for $18? Your your uh, options are 12 feet, 15 feet, 16 feet, or 24 feet. Wait, hold on. So read that question one more time. Come on, Grifka. Chain sells for a dollar fifty a foot. Yeah. How much can you buy for eighteen uh, bucks? For eighteen bucks. Hold on, let me see if I can do something. What are my options again? Twelve, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-four. I mean, I know you're Googling or pulling 18. out your count your calculator, but come on. Twelve. Grifka. Twelve. <laughs> Is that your final answer? Yeah. Grifsky one for one. <laughs> Good work, sir. So I kind I kind of do math like that at work. So that one's not. And that was kind of round numbers. Yeah. So that one's not too tough. Yeah, I started you off. I started you off with a good one. I'm not trying to sabotage Thanks, you here on the show. At least not yet. Thanks, <laughs> this is another easy one, Grifka. If you don't get this, you're off the show. Just letting you know. Okay. Which word is different from the others? Ball, stick, rake, glove, or cleat? Ball, stick, rake, glove, or cleat? Yes, sir. I'm going to say rake. Grifka, is, is rake your final answer? Yeah. Yeah! 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 <laughs> of course, everything else was that sport we shall not speak of except for the rake. I mean, I did you another favor on that one. Two for well, two, you know, basically. You, you can't I rake in that sport because you can rake in that sport as well. So, what word is different, Grifka? Come on now. Okay. All right. Let me see here. A couple more. If Friday is the second day of the month, what day of the month is the upcoming Sunday? If Friday is the second day of the month. Yep. What day? Is the upcoming, like, the date of the upcoming Sunday? The day. What day of, of the month? So the, the options are the 3rd, the 4th, 
the fifth, or the sixth. Well, I mean, if it's the second day, I mean, the next Sunday would be the fourth, wouldn't it? Um, policy is still the same. You check the report. Yeah, I understand. I got it in my head, dude. That was amazing, bro. <laughs> yes, sir, Grifka. Uh, you're just you're just killing this quiz here. <laughs> All right, hold on. I can't uh, believe Vince Young only scored a seven on it. Uh, hold on, I'm skipping all the hard ones because you'd have to repeat it 18 times. All right, okay. Uh, g- give me give me one hard one, one that you feel is hard. I mean, I just I mean, I just want, want to know that one because right. this is this is like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Is almost <laughs> what it sounds like. But go ahead. Okay. I mean, I only kept some of the simpler ones. I thought you could do over audio, but here's one that'll might test your uh, genius. All right, this one, this one, there's no way you get. We got to end on this. So this is your challenge, okay. Rivka. There's no okay. way you get it, and don't ask me to repeat it a, a million times because I know you're gonna get it wrong. Okay. I don't even want to do this, but I'm just gonna do it because I I give you zero chance. But you, okay. you're, you're, brag, you're bragging fine, now, so so now I want to test you. A dance studio, Grifka, wants to use square mirror tiles to cover two walls. Of their studio that measured two feet by two feet. <laughs> Each wall measures nine feet tall by 22 feet long. You got this so okay. far? Okay. The studio instructor has requested that one foot gap between the left, left between the bottom of the floor and the start of the mirrors. How many mirror tiles are needed to cover both walls? 44, 88, 176, 99. Now I know like if you had pencil or I don't know how you're doing this, but you may be able to come up with it. So wait, so you said the wall is nine feet by 22, but he wants a one foot gap between the floor and (laughs) so the wall is eight feet high. Oh wait, the wall is nine feet high, correct? By mm-hmm. 22 feet long, but they want a one foot gap between the floor and the wall, so it makes it eight feet. So, hold on, let me get my math. <laughs> oh, this is this is what I was going for earlier when you're when you're figuring these out using your uh, your Google or your, or your calculator. And what were the options again? 44, 88. 176.99. He's covering two walls? Yes, sir. You said 88. Because that's four square feet. That's going to be eight feet times 22 for 176 square feet. So then you're going to divide 176 by four because that's how many square feet you got there. That equals 44, but he's doing two walls. So I'm going to guess 88. Final answer, Grifka? Yes. Oh, 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 baby! 88 is right, You sir. actually thought I wasn't going to get that, man? <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. Well, I, you, I, you must think I'm just a moron or something. I didn't know you had a scribble sheet that you're working off. I thought you would just ask me to repeat it 10 times and then not have a clue because no, it actually you, was You told me times. I couldn't repeat it, so I had to really pay attention. The only <laughs> thing I had to make sure is I had, had the height of the wall. So I wasn't, so I wasn't going by... Yeah, so okay yeah um there we go. you did well on the grifka wonder like i felt like going through the things like a lot of them were just those simple questions that were kind of like you just had to think about them for an extra minute so you didn't put down something that you know little ones that had tricks or ones that like you first you're like oh i know this and then you're like hold on look at what it says right there like one of them said uh does this sentence contain 41 letters and like it c- contains 41 you know, characters, but only like 39 letters, you know, dumb crap like that. So it's like, you just have to watch for stuff like that, but it really wasn't that hard. But like I say, you, you did well on some of those math without, without me having a scribble sheet or anything to look off. They, they didn't seem as easy off the top, especially when you're thinking about a big defensive tackle from the sec. I figured uh, some of these are not, are not as fair for them as a, as a genius like yourself. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. If you would have got the uh, train is leaving Seattle at 55 miles per hour heading east, you know, in one of those, 
oh, you want to kill me. I just want to like, yeah, throw in the towel. I hate those. I can't <laughs> right. figure out those well, things. Yeah. Save my life. Yeah. I got rid of most of those. <laughs> and like some of these, like I say, there were some really, uh, slam dunk ones. And then a lot of them, I mean, there's probably 60 questions. I only pulled, you know, eight to 10 that I felt were somewhat doable on the fly. The other ones you either have to be looking at them, have a sheet or just sort of dig into them a little bit more. But yeah, I don't, I, you know, you probably do well on the whole thing based on how you, how you answered those few, but, um, I thought it was interesting to see them. You know, there's lots of free options out there. Um, so I didn't take one or really go through it with detail, but I just felt it was interesting to sort of see, uh, what these guys go through and, like the the other hard part is you know i always felt like when they're timed that was kind of hard like one of them said 15 questions in like three minutes and they they they, they weren't slam dunks you know like the first few we actually had a a few paragraphs and like there's no way that you know javon kinlaw (laughs) is getting this correct he's getting like two questions done in three minutes not 15 um but take me three minutes to read the question probably (laughs) exactly but hey man you uh you did well there grifka so we had a little fun with that off the top uh let's go ahead and take a break we'll get our sponsors in here and come back here and talk about Green Bay will hit on the high notes because everybody knows what we felt about that live in person and then the Vikings as well. So we'll be right back, everybody. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers were back from the break. Uh, had some fun off the top. News and notes. Uh, pop. Pop Wonderlick quiz on Grifka, which he did uh, very well for with uh, with a little sheet of paper and on the fly. So good work there, Grifsky. And uh, we're going to dive into the Green Bay game here to start off with. So uh, the first note I had on Green Bay, I'll, I'll hit a couple of these and let you respond. I, I still, uh, what, what do you think my first comment probably is after uh, the Green Bay Grifka? You know what it is. Flea flicker. <laughs> I jumped really? out of my chair. I thought, I, I thought it was going to be like we were robbed or something. Like that. Oh, oh, I'll get to that, no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, the flea flicker right off the top was a great play call, perfectly done. Great throw to deep to Kenny. It was awesome. He should have scored a damn touchdown, but it was still great. Um, I just put here, let number nine go deep more. There was plenty of times in this game and these first few that we reviewed where if he gets play action and cut it loose, uh, he can really throw that ball accurately and well down the football field. Um, TJ Hawkinson dropped a touchdown that would have made it 17 zip, which of course I was just fired up in my seat. You were just waiting for the sky to fall. Uh, instead he dropped it. We kicked a field goal 13 zero Grifka before we could blink. Uh, what do you think about the start there in green Bay? Yeah, just to kind of, uh, you know, piggyback on your comments there. I, I jotted down that. I thought, uh, Detroit did a nice job of Daryl Bevel calling a play where they would they seem to be drive the ball down the field an awful lot that game. I just jotted down some points after watching the whole game, but that was like my first one that, uh, you know, like you said, the trick play. But on top of that, there seemed to be a lot where Detroit tried to go downfield, you know, more so than they have in the past, even in the first few games. So I really like that. And then um, I know part of the points, like, like you said, with the TJ Hawkinson drop, but Detroit had other opportunities to score touchdowns and, um, the one where they had the was it I think the first field goal they got and that was like where Stafford had a little bit of pressure and he threw back to Jesse James and it was a bad pass to Jesse James so it was short of the first down marker and I think the first down was like inside the five somewhere I'm not saying he, if James would have caught it he would have got the first down but a better chance than him sliding making a catch and sudden for the field goal there in the first and then um, like you mentioned you know Hawkinson dropped the TD in, in the second quarter there. 
as well. You mentioned the TJ Hawkinson dropped two or three times, Grifka. We get it. Now, yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I wanted to make sure we had that. You know, <laughs> yeah, on, on, yeah, on record. Yeah, I'm glad, glad you love our number eight pick, who's going to be a, a beast at tight end for years to come. Grifka, like, this is why we get in arguments. This is why the people love me and you just on this show because I'm oil, you're water. I'm positive, you're negative. Like, Grifka, this is why I almost, uh, I almost walked out on you at the game because we're up 13-0 in Green Bay. We are playing tremendous football across the board, and I knew the first thing you'd bring up is, oh, a couple times we didn't score a touchdown, we settled for field goals. You didn't bring up the 12 men on the field, but that's where you freaked out, and that's where we had our big argument at the game. Like, Grifka, well, I got that one as well. So. We're, up, we're up more than two scores, basically, early on in this game. Like, be happy for once. Oy, oy, oy. All right, so Aaron Jones uh, has one of the greatest touchdown drops of all time. Add it to the, uh, what was the other one I had uh, a week, a uh, couple shows ago when we did the uh, Philly game. Dallas Goddard is now tied with Aaron Jones for one of the greatest drops of all time. Just a absolute perfect ball, easy catch. Me or you could have made it, drops it for a touchdown. 13 to 10 at half, Griff. We got to be feeling good. What other things did you catch there in the first half? Um. And that drive that you just mentioned where Jones dropped the tee, the one th- remember the uh, walk, um, Trace Walker, he really had that iffy defensive holding, you know, call. And that one really kind of stuck out to me on that drive. I mean, I know uh, you mean the slip, the too many men, the slip yeah. from uh, Jimmy Graham, where he's just playing coverage like every other player in football. And Jimmy Graham loses his feet over a, on his like a slant over the middle and they call a holding. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, so th- that was like another one of those things that just kind of allowed that, you know, I gripe that Green Bay gets calls, and that was just kind of obvious, you know, even going back and rewatching the game, they mentioned that, like, you know, as a Booger McFarland's like, well, I don't think there's really anything there. So, you know, just that whole drive just kind of seemed to, like, every break seemed to go Green Bay's way, and they're like, oh, no, they're just good. It's like, well, I mean, they got that, and, you know, Jones dropped that pass, but uh, that was that one I thought the – even more so the too many men on the field. I thought that that iffy defensive holding call, you know, five yards on that play where the guy just fell to the ground was pretty pathetic. But still being up at halftime was really nice. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have anything positive to say about the first half? Yeah, we sat around some real cool fans. Oh, yeah. Cheddar, mozzarella, Swiss, Gargonzola. Yeah, they were tremendous. I'm glad you were glad handing them while I'm trying to win this football game there in, in Cheeseland. Uh, you, you had an integral part sitting up in the stands next to me and winning this football game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, 1310 man I was I was pretty much happy with everything except you at halftime uh I I have here just as the second half gets going uh, let me I mean this is sound bit worthy let, let me try to find it I think it's I think it's only just call early in the third quarter I mean uh, on Tracy Walker I mean it was simply this that's terrible <laughs> he went for an interception had it and somehow uh, instead of him getting the interception their heads clash they call a a shot to the head, 15-yard penalty on this. I mean, that's absolutely... That's terrible. That's terrible. It, it was so much worse when I saw it. I mean, a 15-yard call on this. Uh, if anything, T-Walk had, was more all over the football than the Packer guy. I thought that was that was garbage. Go yeah, ahead. The worst part about it is afterwards... The worst part about that call is afterwards that when they were talking to... With the head of officials that's there at, at the game calling with them, they're like, no matter what the situation is, it's always on the defender to, you know, m- you know, not, you know, hit heads like that. No matter what, because you can watch in the replay, you can see Walker's going down to make the catch, not seeing the offensive guy come through to try to make the catch. I mean, so you're trying to tell me he's supposed to take his eyes off the ball, you know, when he thinks he's got a pick that's coming right for him to look to see if there's another guy diving there as well. That's to, to say that it's always on the defender to like, oh, I can't hit his head when you're trying to make a play like that. That's just that's just a poor excuse by the NFL. It really that's is. That's terrible. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm not going to go for the ball because I might clash heads and it's on me. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, next thing I had here is a big play in the game was they punted um, – 
we absolutely like de- de- demolish their returner. He puts the ball on the ground. This is in the third quarter. We have crazy good field position. I'm about ready to put another one on him. We stall out, kick another field goal. Now, this is what I here. I just want to make this point again. The reason that we don't get along because I I don't mind being negative about me. Maybe we kick too many field goals. I have a problem with it. Like when the first issue happens or when you when you say it too early on in the game. At this point, we're late or mid-third quarter, whatever it was. This has been three, four times now where we've sort of settled for field goals, and it's starting to starting to kill us. They're starting to sort of come back. So I, I wrote this down as a big bullet that the, the, the turnover on the punt was great, and we had great field position. We should have been able to capitalize and kind of put these – you know what's away and instead we booted another field goal and left the door open um anything else before i get to the kj fumble that wasn't no on that stall that drive the the, the drive that stall like right after that i'm just going back and watching it there was, i just this is where i can see where people kind of debate stafford he kind of had some i guess for lack of, he had some bad passes on that where you know questionable like throwing to guys that were covered and i know he likes to give his guys the opportunity to go up and get it you know, that's what, you know, Marvin Jones is. That's what Galladay is. But some of those passes, it's just like, it's not like they were off target, but he was thrown into, I'm going to say, extremely tight windows, guys that were well covered. And um, it just looks like, yeah, I, I don't know if that was the right call on those, throwing those passes to those guys. Yeah, let me say this real quick. It could be a 20-minute rant, but I'll be quick on it. I've been talking to some people on Twitter about this guy. And like, I swear people just, they defend him to the nth. Like he's the perfect quarterback. I mean, number nine, he's got his issues too. Like you say, throwing to covered people, throwing, like making sloppy decisions. Like overall, he's fine. I hope he's the quarterback. I hope he's healthy. I hope he tears it up. But all these people that want to just act like it's always the old line, it's always the running backs, it's always our defense, it's always our corners. Like at some point, there was a couple of plays, not only in this game, but these ones where you watch, where you're like, wow, our team looks a lot better with number nine back there. And then there's also times when you're like, man, if number nine makes one or two more throws or hits that open guy for first down or, you know, puts the ball on Marvin here late in the game a little bit higher, we might be not be talking about some of this garbage that we're going to talk about. So that, that's my quick rant slash praise for number nine. <laughs> Grifka, the, the carry on Johnson fumble, when I saw it again, to me, it's it's pretty like, I don't know, part of me wanted to say, okay, after the fact, I see where they could be like, oh, it's maybe inconclusive. But to me, it's a, it's a catch, it's a run forward, it's a move the ball to the right hand and a palm. Then it started to slip out. And any other time, especially if Green Bay picks it up, I don't know why. Maybe because their their trophy's named after their coach? Uh, of course, it would have been called a fumble at that point. But instead, it's like, oh, no, because it went out of bounds, because nobody in green or white jerseys picked it up. Oh, it's it's now inconclusive. Or my biggest issue, remember, with it was that it was called a fumble on the field and they had hazy evidence and they reversed it. They don't do that ever on anything else. But they did it in this situation when it happened to be late in the game and Green Bay was sort of on the comeback. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, you know what, Derek? I agree with you on that. <laughs> Grifka, I'm so happy. <laughs> Grifka, tw- I have here 23, no, 22 to 13 with 1040 left in the third. So all these plays we talked about before are before any of this. So there's still 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Third and 10. We sack Aaron Rodgers on his side of midfield, turning the football over with us up nine points. It's called back on a hands to the face with Trey Fowler. This couldn't have been more blatant when I rewatched it, Grifka. He has his hand inside the shoulder pad. Okay, yes, it's sort of up, but of course it's going to be up towards the guy's chin, but it's not his palm. It's not his fingers. He's got his hand right there in the shoulder pad. This pissed me off so much more to watch it again because of the circumstance, because of the big sack we had to take it all off the board for this garbage. Oh, man, it fired me up just like when we were there. Yeah, I was like the same way. And it's when, you know, obviously we're there and we see it. You know, we, we see the highlight afterward or whatever you want to call it, but the replay. And then, you know, even watching the replay of the game, Booger McFarlane's like, I don't see it. 
I don't know what they're talking about here. And it's the worst part about it is when they slow it down, there's a point where flowers, it's like the worst part, like flowers hands, not even near as like, it's on the shoulder pad. It's not even near his neck and backyotomy just throws his head back. And you know, like it's not even close dude. I mean, it's like just horrible acting and like the ref's like, yeah, okay. Your head moved back. There you go. And it's just, it, it wasn't even close. And he just threw his head back. Like it was, his face was getting pushed back. And that's when they threw the flag. And it's just, you know, just that's where like, yeah, you, yeah. You told the ref, watch out for it. I'm going to do it. And you know, there it is. So you agree with me. That's two times in a row. Um, I agree with you again. But he, last thing on it. Cause we're going to, the last note I have is on the other one. Afterwards, when Trey said, that's a move that I do, I practice that stuff. That's what I noticed the most when I rewatched it again. This is no, oh, by the way, my hand happened to just get at that part of your body. He put his right hand, I believe it was, right on that part of the shoulder pad neck area. He then chopped the the offensive lineman's hands down and then started to try to work his way around the passer. It's an obvious, like, legit play by, by the rusher, you know? And, like, the second one here that I want to hit on, 22 to 20. A minute 43 left. Of course, they're driving. It's the fourth quarter. They're down two. It's third and four. And, and what happens? Aaron Rodgers throws the football away, basically, to make it uh, them take a field goal and leave us with a buck 43 and some timeouts on the... Um, I think we had some timeouts. If we didn't, still, it's plenty of time. And another one on Trey Flowers. This one, I felt like... Uh, you know, maybe could be a little bit closer, but it still was the same situation. And the the ref that had been killing us all game, the main ref, was right there and didn't do anything. But the guy to his left, like, basically waited until the play was dead to rights, and then he dropped this flag. Like, it was, gosh, it was so blatant after the fact that they were two horrible calls. They were they were late after the they knew that he wasn't going to throw a touchdown. My gosh, it's so infuriating. I know we got to move on to the Vikings, but like the fact that this game ended the way it did with a field goal at the buzzer to beat us by one in Green Bay after the greatest tailgate of all time, one of our greatest, well, me and you, our only road trip ever. We got the W against a rival on Monday Night Football, but instead we have it taken away at the buzzer, and you, you're you just happy. Go, oh, it was a great game, everybody. Thank you. Glad to come to your city, everybody. And I just, like, I couldn't have been more mad. Like, that that was the worst worst thing ever to me. So Yet you, you, were, you, were, you, you were mad at, like, the, at the Packers fans. Okay. No. Okay, Krivka, <laughs> our team just lost a heartbreaker. I wouldn't have it out against the city of Green Bay, the people, but I wasn't going to be glad-handing and and telling me you told me right to my face. Okay, that was a very good football game, and I was just like, that's when I think I went off. Or I didn't talk to you for an hour. It and a half. was. If you weren't a fan it of was. either team, just watching that game on Monday Night Football, you would have thought that was a good game. Grifka, like we can't go into another big rant, but it's not a good game when one team gets absolutely jobbed. If there was none of those referee calls and none of that garbage, and it's just a a nail biter to the end, maybe I'd agree with you if I'm a third party that doesn't give a sh. But I'm not, and my team got screwed, and it was because of the zebras, and it was because the, they love the Packers, which we talk about all the time on the show. What do you not get about that? It's, it's so simple. Yet you think it was this classic that they're going to replay on ESPN in 20 years. No. If they do, it's going to be on the Lions got screwed by the refs highlight reel, which you can find on YouTube. They may play it again right after they play the – Odell Beckham one catch he has in his whole career game, you know, against the Cowboys. So that might happen as well. Ay, ay, ay. Oh boy! All right, Griffco, we got to move on to Vikings. I'm just you got my blood pressure up. I mean, I, I don't know what to do with you anymore. Do you want to kick us off for this Green Bay game? Yeah. Um, now there was a lot of talk, you know, after what happened in Green Bay, and you know there was a few missed calls, and once again the NFL sends out it's like. You know, we're sorry letter, you know, to Detroit, you know, which Detroit has gotten many of those before from the NFL, which nothing ever happens. Uh, my first bullet on this game seemed to be that early in the game, for at least a good quarter and a half, it seemed like the Lions were getting, like, if it was like tiki tag, the Lions were getting the call. They really were. They had some pass interference calls right there. Minnesota had, um, I, I believe, on one of the runs, uh, there was a uh, there was a holding call on Minnesota called on their offensive line that took back a, a long run. It was like when they saw the replay, it was like 
you could have called that, I guess. But it seemed like early on Detroit was getting calls, and they were taking advantage of them. You know, they were moving the ball, you know, and they were scoring. But um, still, that that was kind of my biggest take from the early part of the game. Grifka, that's because unlike you, the referees know they made an error, and they're trying to make up for it. They're trying to say we were wrong, something I don't think I've ever heard you utter on this show. But <laughs> they should be giving us calls after that travesty in Green Bay. You know what I have here, Grifka, as my first bullet point and probably my next four bullet points? Marvin Jones touchdown <laughs> at 734 in quarter one. And then I do something again that you don't do. I gave Kirk Cousins some dap because, yeah, he might be, you know, which you often say. He's not that great. (laughs) You may say that, yet I thought this throw that he made soon after the Marvin touchdown was that great to Adam Thielen. It was over like three bodies in front of your boy Slay right towards the back sideline. Hell of a throw by Cousins. Then I have here Marvin Jones touchdown. 15 seconds left in the first quarter. 14-7 Lions. You know what my next bullet point after that is, Grifka? Marvin Jones touchdown after after he dropped a touchdown with three seconds left in the second quarter. It's basically Marvin Jones 21, Vikings 21, or, or better yet because you're on the show, Grifka, Kirk Cousins 21, Marvin Jones 21 at halftime of this football game. Yeah, that was a... Uh... Highly offensive first half. I mean, that usually that's that's almost like a college game right there. Generally, don't see games like that in the pros, but uh, there wasn't a whole lot of defense being played on either side in the first half. Grifka, my biggest takeaway from this game is I remember you came on after this game and just oh, uh, got the daylights beat out of us by the Vikings in our house. All these people acted like that we just got our, we got taken to the old woodshed or got, got beat like a dusty rug or, you know, couldn't cover anybody like a coffee table. <laughs> you know, did I hit all your all your phrases that you normally um, recycle? They, couldn't, here on they the show? couldn't cover anybody like a coffee table. That's why they had 21 points in the first half. Exactly. But my thing watching this game, okay, back, you just I agreed don't know. with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But but what I want to do is tell you this, Grifka. When I go back and watch this game, I mean, again, being the positive one on the show, I thought this. Drink it in, uh... Grifka, we did not get beat down in this football game. I have here it's 28-24 Lions after three quarters. I have here that we're leading late in this football game. I have it as a back-and-forth battle till the end, but some people... <clears throat> You and others that only look at the end score and talk about, oh, it's either a win or a loss. It doesn't matter how you play. It doesn't matter. It's uh, you are what you are. All this garbage that people say because they don't want to use their brain or actually watch these football games. This one, when you just look at it, you're like, wow, they lost by how many points? 12? When really it was a damn close game and we fought in this game. We came back. Let, Let me get to my next bullet point. I don't know if you've heard it before. Um, This would be a... Uh, another Marvin Jones touchdown. I have here to make number four of the ball game. I, uh, Grifka, we got we got to do this. I, I got to cue up the music for you before I say this point, Grifka. We got another missed field goal in Ford Field by the Vikings. <laughs> I mean, talk about the AC. Talk about what's going on there, because we know this is one of your better conspiracies of all time. I swear, they just they know where to put the jets, you know, for the air conditioning, and they just wait for it. And it always seems like it's like right at the end. It's never a boot right from the beginning. You know, sometimes you watch games where it's like it's clearly left or right, right from the start. It's like, oh, that's not even close. It just seems like in Ford Field, when it gets near there, it's almost kind of like when you try to put, you ever try to put two magnets together with the same pole, like, you know, on the North Pole, and they just, they, they bounce away from each other. That's kind of the way it is when a football get near the goalpost at at Ford Field it just kind of gets there and just goes off to the side so uh, I'm not sure what it is it's some sort of force field or something I don't know if Dr. Spock's up in the control booth you know working some stuff but it's pretty it's pretty amazing how that stuff happens everybody that was a Grifka Bell for the I'm not quite for sure which is my one of my new favorites because like Grifka always has an answer or he's going to give us this amazing take but it always starts with I'm not quite for sure but and then he goes into whatever he's about to say so that's a classic everybody look for that and listen for the uh the thing that follows Grifka do you think Rod Wood is working the air conditioning unit is he just back there like has it on low and then all of a sudden he just blasts it to extra high like just before the field goal I mean I think that's what's occurring don't you 
I don't know if it's Rod Wood since he's the bean counter. He may be like, well, we just raised our you know bill like a good half nickel by doing that, so we can't do that. You know, no, we don't don't do that. So it might not be Rod Wood. It might be somebody else. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not quite for sure. Oh, I love you're about to go to it, and then you weren't. That was that was classic. Um, pulled back. I pulled back the reins. Um. All right, so let's let's finish this game. A couple more notes I have here. So the missed field goal, 8.45 left, fourth and two. We go for it. We Tell me if you've heard this before, people. Fourth and two, we go for it. Everyone's excited. Hey, I want to show some gumption. Let's get this first down. They pull out some gadget pass play where they roll out our quarterback. He has nothing. He just sling sidearms it basically into the ground. I wrote here. Just absolutely nothing doing on that. It was just terrible design, terrible decisions. Can't run the football. Freaking so frustrating. Uh, another another amazing uh, surprise here, Grifka. 35-24 after a touchdown to guess who? Kyle Rudolph, everybody. The guy that had done nothing. And I said, uh, watch him just get a touchdown or two against the Lions. Yep. Uh, tight end touchdown against our Lions. 540 left. They're, they're still only up. So that, that put them up 11. But what do we do? We come right back down the field with that Marvin touchdown that I mentioned with 3.05 left. It's 35-30 uh, right in this football game. We go for two. We miss that. So, again, it keeps it a five-point deficit. And then, then I got here that Justin Coleman just got roasted and toasted by Stefan Diggs on like a second and six, I think it was. Everyone's like, oh, they're just going to run it and run this clock out. What do they do? Chuck it 60 yards down the field right over our $9 million cornerback who gets roasted all the way down to like the three-yard line or something, which did help my fantasy team, Stefan Diggs, but I was very frustrated. That's when they got the cheap touchdown to make it 42-30. to 30. Basically ended this game. Looks like embarrassing. Looks like a bad loss. Really was less than a touchdown with three minutes to go in this game. So people that think we just got our our butts handed to us by the Minnesota Vikings twice, that's not what happened, especially not in this game at least. And uh, that's why we go back and watch these to realize this was – if you've learned anything from these first six games we went through, Grifka, Matt Stafford makes a difference. Every time that we've run gadget plays makes a difference. Anytime we chuck it down the field, it makes a difference. And we had a chance in all six of these ball games. Probably should have won four to five of them. And instead, now we're kind of on the wrong side of the record here after six games. Yeah. Um, I think one point you missed on was uh, it's just poor defense. You know, it's like you said six games and we just had some really poor defense. And, uh, I'll mention that when we talk about uh, you on Friday. But uh, what surprised me that you didn't bring up was, you know, who are these unknown guys kind of beating up on the lines? Adam Thielen goes out and we're like, oh, great. You know, that, you know, it's their best wide receiver. And all of a sudden, some guy named BC Johnson. I remember when we talked about this game before, I'm like, BC, that, you're like, no, that's his name. I thought it was like initials or VC or VD or BJ or whatever. I mean, BC Johnson had a game. Like, who the hell's BC Johnson? And then, like, uh, Irv Smith Jr., I mean, everybody's expecting Kyle Rudolph. And, you know, we mentioned touchdown, but Irv Smith Jr., you know, uh, you know, second-round pick tight end had, you know, had some catches in this game for Minnesota. So, yeah, just, you know, some, you know, once again, some couple unknown guys came up big for uh, the opponents. Well, Grifka, to end the show, what I think happened, which I think you'll agree with, is that I talked about some positive things. I also ranted on a couple things that annoyed me, yet still skewed to the positive and told the people what a close game this was. And you brought it back to how bad our defense is and that we're Swiss cheese and that we get beat by all these scrubs. So that's pretty much par for the course uh, across the board. But I think that, yeah, you're right. Like I'm watching this going, man, we really don't have that much pressure. And I'm also going like it's a back and forth ball game. Uh, you know, would I like our, our defense to not give up 30 to 40 points to the Vikings in our house? Yeah, but I, I definitely didn't feel like we weren't making some plays. I feel like Walker, my boy Tracy Walker, got burned a few times and, and, and you know, just wasn't able to get his hands on the football. Same with Coleman, as I said. Your boy Slay had a couple on him. Like, it's it's not one guy. It's a few guys, but it's not... It wasn't embarrassing to me. It was just sort of like you had no pressure and and Kirk Cousins was able to play action and throw on us. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But it, I guess when when that kind of defense doesn't lead to a 
getting thrashed. I still feel like it was fine up to the last three minutes where the score goes from five to 12. And then you just feel like, wow, we, we, we really got beat. Um, you know, what, what if we turn them over? What if we don't give up that throw to digs? We get the ball back. Stafford goes down touchdown. We win this game. Like it could have been either way. So like I say, it's a microcosm. I mean, negative, positive, that whole thing you said about the magnets. Yeah. That's pretty much the Detroit Kool-Aid cast with me and you. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, so, like I say, that was that was our news and notes off the top. Grifka killed the Wonderlick, uh, Green Bay. I can't even believe we had to talk about it again, or that Grifka would defend the fact that this was some classic football game that he's gonna he's gonna save on his DVR for time because it was such a good ball game. And then we talked about the Vikings, which when I went back, I just thought, man, like between that, the Kansas City game, that game in Green Bay, those are three games that it can go either way, and. Once we lose number nine, after we talk about the Raiders game there on Friday, uh, it's pretty much downhill after that. But I thought these were exciting, good games off the top. Yeah, they were, um, like you said, they were highly competitive. And, uh, I mean, there really wasn't a uh, a boring game out of the first ones that we, that we talked about. So, I mean, we obviously hit on those later in the season. But, yeah, these were all very entertaining football games to watch. Yep, and that's why we're doing this, is to sort of remember the good things as well as just what it was like early, because late in the year, we're not seeing any of these skill players. I mean, I remember every time Hawkinson caught a ball, every time, you know, Marv is out there, I'm thinking, man, we didn't see this for like six, eight, you know, five, however many games it was to end the year, like two-thirds or, or 70% of our offensive skill guys were nowhere to be found. It makes a big difference. So, like I say, uh, working our way through these as well as uh, leading up to the combine here. So I'm excited for that. I'll be all over that. Maybe, uh, who knows, we, maybe do a bonus show. You may have to catch my Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions podcast where I'll talk about the combine. But uh, Grifka, the, the, the biggest question, I mean, the last thing to ask is, is simply this. Do you have anything else? for the people uh nope everybody hit up at grifka dkc on twitter and just i don't know sometimes i say like say his catchphrases or uh you know turn the ball on him and agree with him but just just bother him on twitter go go ahead and say something to him or say how much you love the show just get just get him at grifka dkc you guys know I'm always chatting with you guys football, lots of different takes online, having a bunch of fun with this. So thank you guys so much for your support. We'll catch you right back here on Friday, right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Drink it in.